Greetings in Christ Jesus, and welcome once again to the Twin Steeples Podcast. I'm your host today, Pastor Neil Radical, and Twin Steeples is a production of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota, whose main goals are to share God's saving word and to communicate the ongoing activity in Christ's kingdom at Emmanuel. I hope you are blessed today as we look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6-8. through 8. Paul writes to this young pastor in the Ephesus area, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. It is important to obviously understand what the word content means in this regard, since it is used twice in this section. Godliness with contentment is great gain, Paul encourages Timothy. The idea of contentment there in the Greek means specifically a perfect condition of life in which no aid or support is needed, or sufficiency of the necessities of life, or really an understanding of a mind contented contented with its lot. That's the idea of contentment there. One that is basically happy with the lot that God has blessed them with in the life, whatever it might be. That could be wealth, that could be poverty. Paul speaks about this when he talks about he learned the art of being content in any situation. He talks about being very blessed with earthly wealth and then having nothing also. So godliness, focusing on Christ with that contentment, with that joy of just being thankful with what one has. Really, contentment is the opposite of covetousness. And it goes on to say, that is great gain. In other words, that is great gain in the sense of following Christ, because we're not distracted by the worries and cares and the the wealth of this world. Ultimately, why we should not be distracted by it, Paul writes in verse 7 of 1 Timothy 6. He says very clearly, you might think of Job here, for we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. I wonder if Paul was thinking of the lessons from Job, when Job said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord has gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Could Job have ever said those words with not being content with his station in life? Certainly he questioned why the Lord would take those things away. But he was praising the Lord for what he had blessed him with and ultimately when he also took those blessings away. It's interesting to think about that in our day-to-day life. If we are upset with God for taking away our blessing, should we be upset with him? for giving us that blessing in the first place? I think people's minds can go there as well. But if we've been grateful for a blessing of a person or a thing in this world, why wouldn't we be also grateful even if the Lord decides to remove that person or thing from our life? He has a way of testing our faith, as we talked about this past weekend in the service. And ultimately, Paul is pointing in the direction to what we can be content with. In verse 8 he says, And having food and clothing... With these, we shall be content. Whatever we need to support this body and life, that's what Luther talks about in his catechism in connection with the seventh commandment. And ultimately, this food and clothing, as long as we're provided for, the Lord blesses us and reminds us that he wants to bless us with a faith that trusts in him to be content with what we have, with what we need, and not so much what we would just want or covet or crave. In our scripture reading coming this coming weekend, we think of Mary and Martha, and how Martha was busy about making preparations and the busyness of the life at that moment, and Mary had chosen to listen to Jesus' word 
that one thing needful. May we always be content with hearing the word of God and treasuring it, that one thing needful for our soul's salvation, beyond food and clothing, the very bread of life. May the Lord continue to teach us godliness that reveres his word and is content with what we have, knowing what we've been given in this life and promised through his death and resurrection for the life to come. With these things, we shall truly be content now and into eternity. And so we pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for allowing us the opportunity to reflect on your word today. Please teach us contentment always, to know that you have provided for our day-to-day needs, and ultimately the one thing needful for our soul's salvation. We trust that you hear our prayers when we request the needs of this life, and we trust that you hear us and will provide for us according to your good and gracious will. Bless us always in our faith, so that we continue to grow, always, as we look forward to the day when you return to take us home, to be with you forever. Lord Jesus, in your saving name we pray confidently and contently. Amen. As far as weekly updates and reminders are concerned, just a reminder, tonight, September 22nd, we do not have our Wednesday evening online Bible class. For most of this month, we do not plan to have that meeting. Uh, We are going to be meeting with the new school family members uh, who are taking some instruction information classes tonight during that time. Also, next week, we'll have our third congregational meeting, so please Stay tuned for more information on that in congregational emails, so there will not be any Wednesday online Bible class next week as well. So just a note on that. We continue this weekend our Sunday School and Bible class. Uh, in Bible class, we're going through why membership matters, so we hope you can take part in that, that interesting discussion and Bible study. Uh, again, continuing this weekend at 7 p.m. on Saturday and 9 a.m. on Sunday. September 30th to October 3rd, we'll be having our Fall Man Up Retreat. For more information on that, there's still time to sign up, men. Manup.clclutheran.org for more information. October 22nd from 11th to 4 p.m. is our blood drive in the gym, so the seniors will be helping to organize that. Also coming up, our Sanctuary Carpet Updates. We'll be prepping for that. The Council of Deacons approved Saturday, October 16th at 10 a.m. for prepping the sanctuary for the carpet installation the week of October 18th through 22nd. That's starting on that Monday. And worship services will be in the MPF for the weekends of October 16th through 17th and 23rd through 24th weekends. So the Council of Deacons approved those events for those times. Also, In regards to the Sanctuary Improvement Fund, we have exceeded what is needed for updating the carpet and pews, so no further donations are required at this time. We truly thank you all and praise the Lord for this opportunity to update the sanctuary with new carpet and pew upholstery. This brings us to our prayer list. Eileen Kreutzer was hospitalized uh, for over a week and has now moved to Pastone. Greg Duketh, Dukleth is a member of our sister congregation in Sleepy Eye. He recently died unexpectedly. Uh, he has attended Emmanuel with his wife as a guest over the last few months, uh, a few times here and there. And so we want to keep his family in our prayers at this time of their loss and sadness and pray the Lord would comfort them in their time of need. We also keep in our prayers Steve Groth from Zombrota. He can continues to struggle with uh, the reasons why he's going blind. They're trying to figure that out. So we pray for the Lord to bless that endeavor. Also, Dave Miller, Paula Stelter's brother from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, our sister congregation there, uh, 
has shown some improvements with his cancer, but uh, again, I need, I need some more information on that. So we're prayerful that the Lord has blessed those prayers and answered those prayers according to his good and gracious will for Dave. Tim and Laura Schaller, we've been praying for their young daughter, Lila. Uh, my understanding is that Lila has gone home now to be with her family there. And so we give thanks that the Lord has once again answered those prayers. And also Pastor Rachel Nauman, their young daughter, Addie, still in the hospital up in Minneapolis. And so we pray that she will be able to come home before too long here soon. This brings us to the doc- our doctrine of the day. We went through the sixth commandment last week. Today we spend a little bit of time on the Seventh Commandment. The Seventh Commandment, we remember, is thou shalt not steal. And of course we might think, well, maybe I've never stolen anything from a store or from anyone, but Luther reminds us in his What Does This Mean explanation, we should fear and love God that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions, nor get them in a dishonest way. But we should help him to improve and protect his property and way of making a living. I think that's always a nice thing to reflect on with the commandments. Maybe we might say, we haven't grossly broken this commandment in not following what the Lord says you shall not do. But on the flip side, when we think about the sanctified life as a Christian, that how we should behave, how we, should behave we can see how Luther's response is true also. We should help our neighbor to improve and protect his property and way of making a living. So there's this sin of omission where we could have done something to help our neighbor and we did not do that. Maybe we make excuses, maybe we don't always have the energy or time, but there certainly are opportunities where we can help our neighbor continue to keep what the Lord has blessed them with, even in our prayers. We don't always think that. So again, we've fallen short of that perfection, and we need Christ to show us mercy and forgive us, and ultimately help us to continue to help our neighbors with their possessions. This could be in lots of different forms. This could be in in helping them to not break the seventh commandment. This could be an opportunity of helping them be wise in how they handle their property or their assets. could be giving a neighbor advice on their lawn or their property or construction projects they have. Maybe even lending a hand or lending aid to it. Of course, going back to the negative side, there are many ways and names for stealing and ways people steal. It's not just taking something from a store, as in robbery or theft. There's also fraud. There's also vandalism. There's also embezzlement or forgery or blackmail. Kidnapping would be a way of breaking the Seventh Commandment and taking someone that's not ours. We might think, okay, we maybe wouldn't do that. But even cheating on a test, that would be stealing something that's not ours. You know, pickpocketing or shoplifting is something we might be thinking of. You can maybe think of poaching, since it's hunting season this time of year. Or mugging someone, or espionage, or looting, or pirating, or counterfeiting, or extorting, or hijacking, or skyjacking, or arson. Plagiarism even today is a big deal with taking something from online that's not ours to use. Usury or defaulting on a loan. All of these different ways are a way of really breaking those commandments that God has given to us, specifically with the seventh commandment. And so we plead to the Lord for his mercy and forgiveness. Whether we've committed this in action, thought about doing them, we know that those covetous thoughts in our hearts are wicked and contrary to God's word. And so we look to the Lord once again playing off her devotion from 1 Timothy 6. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. That's the gain we can have. We don't look for worldly wealth. We look for spiritual wealth from the Lord. And being content with the food and clothing, knowing that we've brought nothing into this world, and we can't take it with us. There's certain we can carry nothing out. Ultimately, the Lord reminds us the joy we have in managing the good gifts he's given to us, 
because the Lord teaches us to rather in Matthew 6 in his Sermon on the Mount, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Lord has a way of reshifting our focus back to him and on his word and reminding us what our greatest treasure of all, just like he taught Mary and Martha what the one thing truly needful is in this life, and that's the word of our Lord and Savior that reminds us of our life and salvation in him. May the Lord continue to bless us as we think about these doctrines, these teachings of his word, whether it be in the commandments or how we live by them, and seeing Christ and how he lived them perfectly for us, to be that perfect sacrifice and substitute for all of our sins, and give us that promise of our eternal life with him forever in heaven. This brings us to our hymn of the day, based off the red hymnal, I Am Content. Hymn 196, I'll be reading in closing, verses 1, 3, and 5. I am content. My Jesus liveth still, in whom my heart is pleased. He hath fulfilled the law of God for me. God's wrath he has appeased. Since he in death could perish never, I also shall not die forever. I am content. I am content. I am content. My Jesus is my Lord, my Prince of life and peace. His heart is yearning for my future bliss and for my soul's release. The home where he, my master, liveth, he also to his servant giveth. I am content. I am content. I am content. Lord, draw me unto thee, and wake me from the dead, that I may rise forevermore to be. With thee, my living head, the fetters of my body sever, then shall my soul rejoice forever. I am content. I am content. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the Twin Steeples podcast today. Twin Steeples is a production of the Emanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church in Mankato, Minnesota. Until next time, may God bless and keep you, and may you always remember Emmanuel. God is with you.